13th chapter. Matthew chapter 13. Title thought this morning is The Tears in the Leaven. The Tears in the Leaven. Verse 24. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while the man, while while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the household were said, came, so the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, dost thou not sow good seed in thy field? From which then hath the tares. He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both of them grow, let both grow together until the harvest. In the time of the harvest, I will sow Say to the reapers, gather together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into the barn. Father, this morning we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your love and mercy. We ask you, dear God, to help us today to do thy will, to praise thy name, and we'll give you glory for it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Understand the tares and the weed is the difference between the children of God and the children of the devil. And by the way, we may say, well, there's not really such a thing. Let me let me just skip over here real quick to you in verse 37. And it said, And he answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. It's real easy for us to see this morning this clarity of it, but, but I dare say people do not understand the, the seriousness of it. Another passage of Scripture there, the Bible says in Mark chapter 8, verse 15, and I was going to get over there in a minute, but let me, let me just give it to you this way since we're talking about the tares and the leaven. In Mark 8, chapter 8, verse 15, he said, And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. The tares that we live with today will one day be done away with. I, I was wanting to get a picture illustration this morning, and I thought about trying to put it up on the screen so that you could understand the difference between what wheat looks like and what tares look like. Because growing together, they look the same. If you just stop to look at it this morning, when we go through the store, you'll walk past tares, you'll walk past wheat. 
You'll walk past children who belong to God and you'll walk past those who belong to the devil. And we don't like looking at it that way this morning and people don't like acknowledging that today. But, but we're living in a wicked world today where sin is running rampant and it seems like very few people care. Those that care are criticized for trying to be different. But yet the Bible says that you and I are supposed to be a peculiar people. We, we're supposed to be holy for He is holy. We're supposed to live godly in godliness because we're supposed to have the Prince of Life, the King of Kings, the real King of Kings, and the real Lord of Lords in our lives in the presence of the power of the Holy Ghost. is supposed to be there. The Word of God is supposed to be alive and well living inside of our lives so that we are real weak. And God knows the difference. Can I tell you this morning that God could have separated the wheat and the tares real easy at that time because he knows the difference right down to the root. The men can't necessarily see. And that's why the Bible says that we judge by the flesh, but God judges by the heart. He judges the inner man. His judgment is true. Can I tell you the Bible talks about the sheep or the wolves in the sheep's clothing, right? And so we see people and we think, well, there's wolves in sheep's clothing. But the matter and the facts are the truth that there are wolves in sheep's clothing sitting in the churches today. There are tares amongst the wheat. They're there to cause discord. They're there to tear things up. They're there to cause a separation. They're there to cause a division. They're there to hinder the ministry. They're there to stop anything good from happening. And, and I'll just be honest with you to this morning, church. If we're not careful, we allow the tares to have more influence than we do the wheat. But if the wheat would be wheat. It separates itself from the tares. The harvest time that is coming is not one to look forward to. In the aspect of this, I'm looking forward to going home. I'm looking forward to the rapture time, the called up time. But, but to be honest with you, I'm not looking forward to the fact that if I'm right where I need to be and I'm standing there having the blood applied, which I know is there, knowing that my presence today or God's presence today is real in my life so that if I'm called out, I can stand in the presence of God, not with arrogance, but with humility, understanding this without the grace of Jesus Christ. I'm not getting there. But can I tell you, if I had to remember that while I I went up, some went down. That would not be a good thing. That's why I tell people, be very careful. I know the Bible says, and I know we say, even so, Lord Jesus, come. And we'll say, Lord Jesus, come quickly. We know this, but listen to me. Whilst we're here, and knowing that he will come quickly, and knowing that we wish he comes, we ought to be more adamant about trying to get people to understand, don't follow the wicked one. I read all kinds of things on what wheat and tares do that were differently. And I'll be honest with you, how they look different coming to the time. And, and it, the wheat was always good and golden. And I mean, just looked good and golden. It was kind of tight packed in there and had a little bit of fuzzy here and there. And the tear, it, it didn't, it was real fuzzy and, and it, it wasn't real packed tight and it turns black. And I mean, just you could tell the difference there. But, but the truth of the matter is this church, we can tell the difference between wheat and tares today. Why do we allow the wheat 
to be influenced by the tares instead of us trying to take over. And I would say this, then I say take over, having the impact and the influence. I, I try to figure out this because one of the persons said, well, you know, tares can become wheat. A tear grows as a tear. It's a child of the wicked one. It don't change. Now, now I'm going to be honest with you. You and I, this morning, have a choice to make whether we will grow as wheat or we will stay as a tear. I, I don't understand how things transform outside the blood of Jesus Christ. There, but, but, but the wicked one has put people in here. They will never be saved. They are influenced that will never, ever change. They are children of the wicked. They are fallen angels. They are demons, devils, whatever you want to look at. And, and they live amongst us. We don't want to acknowledge that either, by the way. But the devil rolls to and fro across the earth. Think about that one for a second. He has influences. The Bible just told us that the tares and the wheat there, but the tares are the ones of the wicked one. They are of the devil. And they're having the biggest impact there can be today. And if we're not careful, we will allow them to input to you and I the spread of leaven. I, I tried to figure this out just a little bit, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. It, it was real hard in some aspects, but, but I feel like God would have me say something, so I'm just trusting Him. Herod was a tear. Think about that. He was a tear. The Pharisees were supposed to be so religious, but yet they were tares. And they spread their leaven so as to influence the lives of people. I, I, I go back, and, and, and I don't want to hinder too far, but, but can I tell you something? It's, it's kind of like this deal when we start looking at the impact that people have in our lives, in the influence that non-religious people have in our lives and the things that they desire to do. If you, and I didn't mark it out this morning, but, but we know in the book of Acts there where it talks about that, that Herod, he was going to kill James he, uh, or Peter. He'd already killed James, but the Bible says that he put him away uh, supposing to do it after Easter. He, he's not a godly man. Therefore, Easter in the celebration is a tear. Resurrection is reality. But chasing Easter eggs around the house and fake bunnies around the house and around the yard and the celebrating that they do on those things, that's, that's not godliness. But, but we've allowed it to become something in our lives and we accept it. And yet here comes a leaven and when we find out what it is and we try to deal with it, People make fun of you and people mock you and people ridicule you and people disagree with you and they push you off to the side there. The Catholic Church, don't want to go too far down this one, is a tear. Worships idols. 
brings in a lot of the things that we in the church today. And if you go back and study history, it's an amazing thing to look at how things used to be. As I've said many times over, that the churches are not just when they start ordaining ladies as pastors and as deacons. It's not long before they start ordaining homosexuals. I'm just telling you. Look at every denomination that's done it. The Catholic Church, by the way, is doing it. Nobody talks about that. But you don't saint somebody who's, who's a female, right, without having other problems. And now they've accepted these things. And then I'm just telling you, church, it's not because they're right and we're wrong. It's because they are tares. And they've allowed leaven come inside. They move in such a way that it destroys things. And when you said, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, their tares, beware of the leaven of Herod. He's a tear. And they will leaven the lump. By the way, Herod is a representation of the government. Oh, Brother Ernie, you're getting political on us now. You better get out of there. No. Our government is sowing leaven. It's okay to be anything but a Christian. Defend every denomination outside of Christianity or every religion outside of Christianity. And if you don't tolerate those, then you are wrong. If you don't tolerate leaven, you're wrong. If you don't tolerate sin, you're wrong. We've got to shut down those that are opposed to other things. I was reading this the other day, and I don't mean to go this far down in things, but I, but I was reading, I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. Can I tell you something, honestly, Trinity Church, how many of you believe that homosexuality was removed as a sin or against the law, let's say this, against the law in the United States prior to 2000? If you do, you're wrong. The Supreme Court didn't change the ruling on that status and the laws until 2003. I was led to believe it was way back when. And it wasn't. In 1973, it was still considered a mental disorder. And it was still okay. Matter of fact, let me give you something that will even surprise you even more. It, it's been a law that has not been uh, enforced in many states. And some of those states just this year finally passed laws or done away with the repealing of the law of the sin of sodomy and homosexuality. And they finally just this year are taking it off their books. Does that make any sense? Can I tell you something about God's law and man's law? God will enforce his law. And he won't look behind and say, you know what? Well, we should have repealed that a long time ago. He won't. When we stand before God, we'll give an account of the four corners of this Bible. The things that are written in there. Just because government says you can doesn't mean you should. And by the way, when they start saying you can't and you should, you're better anyways. I don't, I'll be honest with you. I, I, 
we ought to mind the law of the land as long as the law of the land does not go contrary to the word of God. We, we ought to obey it and do it just like it says because the Bible says render under Caesar what's Caesar's and under God what's God. But realize this, that Caesar in the day and hour we're living in, Caesar is a tear. And see, the wheat is like the, the mustard seed. And the mustard seed, when it is planted, cometh forth and becometh a great tree. Well, who's the tree? Jesus is. He's the tree of life. He, he's pureness and holiness. If we have the faith of Christ, how many of you ever lumped that together and said, Jesus is the mustard seed? Jesus is the growth of that tree. He, if you had the faith of Christ, how many of us have the faith of Christ? I'm sure glad I got faith in Christ. Because I can tell you something. Jesus said it's done. How many of us would say it in doubt? I mean, we do. I'm not criticizing this. I'm just saying we, we, we battle with the leaven that's in the world. We battle with the leaven that's even in the church, not in the church body as in Christ, but in the churches, in the pews. There, there are some who say it cannot happen, and they don't believe it, and we'll battle that leaven instead of believing what the Word of God says. Now, I'm not saying that anybody in this building this morning is a tear. You would know that. It'd be between you and God if you are. But I'm just here to tell you, we as wheat have to battle the tares and not be influenced by them. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 9. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lot. Now, we, we read that scripture, but we don't see the significance of it sometimes. It really doesn't change anything. You overdo it, and it's not going to continue to get bigger. Leaven... What causes bread to, to, to rise, so yeast? If you think about this, if you put a little bit in there, the whole lump is still affected by the little. I've used the example a lot, talking about arsenic or waste, and how many of us would eat food knowing that we literally put poison in it on purpose and and, and, and we, we, we're not going to do that. If you put waste in it, you're not going to do it. I mean, if you're making banana bread and you go out to the trash can and you get the rotten banana out and you put it back in the house and put it in the, in the banana bread, how many of us would say, you know what, that's pretty good bread. You ought to go get the banana out of the trash more often. No, we would spit it out of our mouths if we knew that that was out of the trash. But it seems like with Christianity, it doesn't really matter. 
The church is not concerned about these things. It seems going to be, be us getting our way with God and God saying, well, come on in. It's going to be God saying, get on out. Leaven's not coming in. Deal with your leaven while you're here so that when you get there, you'll be there pure. You'll be holy. God said, Jesus said, he's coming back for a church, for a bride without spot and without blemish. He's not looking for something with leaven. He's looking for something without it. So a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. Got to deal with the little things as well as the big things. And you got to deal with them according to the word of God. He said, I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but that he troubleth you shall bear his judgment whosoever he be. And I, brother, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross cease. I would they were even cut off which trouble you. Now remember, thinking about it, trying to add something to the gospel that's not there, trying to mix in things that, that are not true, and also trying to pull stuff out that ought to be there. These are leavening things that are going on there. And then Paul said the same thing that the people who wanted to go outside and rip up the tares. He said, I would that these would even be cut off. But guess what? Time is such that while we are here, God allows both of us to grow together. But one day a harvest is coming, and the wheat will be gathered into heaven. The tares will be cast into hell. That's the difference, church. You and I got to make the decision this morning. God called you and I, and, and I will say this carefully. God called you and I to be wheat. But wheat has enemies, has bugs, diseases, things that will get on it and destroy it. Verse 13. For, brethren, ye have been called into liberty. Only use not liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but love, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite, devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why? Because you're going to keep the leaven out. You're going to separate from the tares. It's going to be a different lifestyle. You're going to not be influenced by the leaven of the Pharisees and Herod, but rather you're going to be influenced by the Word of God. You're going to be led of the Holy Spirit. You're going to walk according to the Word of God, not according to the Word of the world. Verse 17, For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. It goes to list the works of the flesh. We, we can go through all those. You know those. You can read those. You can see all of those. It goes on then and lets us see the spirits, the, the fruit of the Spirit. 
And this is why I want to get to this point. Not, not look, hey, listen to me. Sin is sin. I don't care where category you put it in. It, it doesn't matter. We cannot categorize sin and go to heaven based upon a low level or a high level. It, it's not going to work like that. You can put it in and say, well, this sin is a level one. It, it's the least of all things. It doesn't mean anything out there. But let me tell you, the Bible tells us that sin will not enter into the kingdom of God. Period. End of discussion. No more needing to worry about it. It ain't gray. There's black and there's white with God. And in our case, there's black and red. You're either dark or you're washed. If you're washed, you're white. In the blood of the Lamb. That's, that's the simplicity of it. Our soul is washed white in the blood of the Lamb. Our garments are washed white in the blood of the Lamb. If they're not washed white in the blood, then they're black. Black to have the joy of God in our lives, to have peace in our lives. That, that You know, we, we think about this. And, and, I, and I've thought about this a lot of times. And we say, well, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. And they get such a... And listen to me carefully. That's all great and wonderful. But listen to me very, very carefully. The fruit of the Spirit. You want to know that you've got the Spirit. You get love. And you got love. And you give love. That's... that's it, it's not one-sided. You get it. You got it. You give it. How do you know the Spirit of God is working in you? There it is. But then, guess what else? When you got that working right, joy. Joy of the Lord. Not joy of me, not joy of you, not joy of somebody else. The joy of the Lord. And, and I was saying this on the way down here. And then I was, because I, I was thinking this yesterday and, and just battling these things. And, and I thought, you know, well, you know, if we had this, we could do this. And we, I'd feel better. If we had this, I could do this. Well, if we'd done this, I could have done this. And I, you know, I wouldn't be feeling the way that I... And I was always thinking about this. We always substitute things for Christ instead of Christ for things. And the amazing thing is, in the church today, that's acceptable. Think about it. Don't go to a church like this where we're singing hymnals. Don't go to a church like this where the preacher still preaches out of the King James. Don't go to a church like this where the preacher says, if you die in your sins, you'll go to hell. I don't care how good you think you are. Let's, let's go to the church that entertains. Let's go to the church that has a whole lot to do. I mean, we're not doing a whole lot. And, and I tell people all the time to come with kids, and, and then they would come, and they say, well, we're looking for a church that's got something going on. Stay here and help us get something going on.
Oh, well, you know, they sung good songs, and, 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 and the last show today was really good. And, and well, what did the preacher preach on? Oh, he told me how good I was, and, and I mean, really lifted me up. I would not want to stand in the shoes of Joel Osteen. I'm going to tell you right now. You want your best life? Live for Christ now. And your eternal life will be your best life, not your best life now. That's impossible. I woke up this morning, my ribs are killing me. How can that be my best life now? I didn't sleep very good last night. How? Well, Brother Arnie, listen to me carefully. I can go to sleep like a baby and still wake up with aches and pains. I'm getting old. It's truth. One of these days, I'll never go to sleep so I won't wake up with pain. One of these days, I'll have a perfect body that doesn't have any surgical scars on it, doesn't have any burnt spots on the side of your head where they're burning off precancerous cells. I mean, it won't have none of that. I'll have a perfect body. One of these days, it will be great and awesome, but guess what? Not here, but up there. But while we're here, we can have joy, but that joy comes from God. And we've got to allow the joy of the Lord to be our strength. And, and that's, I can tell you for a fact, I said it on Wednesday night, I believe it. But I'm telling you, the devil tried to beat it out of me on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even this morning. And finally, he was talking about the joy of the Lord. Hey, it's God that brings real joy. It's God that brings real peace. It's God that brings real love. It's God that brings real long-suffering. It's God that brings gentleness and goodness and meekness and temperance and faith. It's God. Amen. We've got to get rid of the leaven. And we've got to stop the tear from influencing us. We just stand this morning. Heavenly Father, today, Lord, we thank you. We love you. Praise you. We know, dear God, today that you can do all things, and without you, nothing can be done in our lives. Dear God, too long we've thought we can do stuff without you. We look at the world and we think, well, they, they don't serve you, and it's getting done, but, but those things are nothing. The only things that really count are the treasures that are laid up in heaven. Father, I pray this morning, help us to see that. Help us to realize that. Lord, help us to put our mind on us. Lord, help us today, we pray. Touch those that are sick and afflicted, dear God, we ask. Give us the strength we need, Father, to carry out your will, your plan, and purpose. In Jesus' holy name, we ask these things.